and welcome to Millennial Musings. I'm Gladys. And I'm Isabella. And welcome to our first episode of our Millennial Mess series. Yeah, in this series, we will discuss things that we've seen online these past couple of weeks um, and also maybe some pop culture here and there, but also mainly Am I the Asshole stories and other Reddit threads. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be funny. I think I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be very entertaining for us and for our listeners. I think so. Yeah. So we uh we both have a handful of stories that we don't so we don't know the other person's stories of course. So we will discuss them and give our opinion. Yes. And like you just said, today we actually focus on the MIDS whole I don't know, Reddit holes that Phenomenon. we've been yeah, yeah. phenomenon is a good one. Yeah. Uh, but just for those listening who have absolutely no idea what it means, MIDS hole is basically just people sharing scenarios in which they are not sure whether they behaved correctly or not. And they ask others online, mainly on Reddit, if they have been the asshole or if they did the right thing in that situation. And there's some wild things out there. There are very, very wild things. Yeah, it. Good that you explained that because yes, I, I I wasn't really aware of it until a couple of months ago, I think. But it's been a thing for years. I know. Yeah, the the when you go through Reddit or any other re- platforms, they go quite far back. The stories they do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We also have some again, just like last week, some housekeeping to do, some updates. Um. But first of all, I kind of want to address something. Um. So. Maybe you haven't noticed it. Maybe you have. I don't know. People have been trying to tell me that it's not noticeable so that I shouldn't worry. But um, so we have noticed that in the past, I don't know, couple of episodes and then some episodes are fine and then others do have this issue, which is this crackling noise um, that I think might be... Well, there's a couple of reasons. So we've we've been trying to do some we've been trying to investigate what this could be. And basically one of the things and also one of the reasons why it's probably mainly me and not Isabella is we're both recording with an iMac. Isabella's iMac has USB ports and everything to like plug a mic in and everything. Mine does not. So I have this kind of connection bit um that I first I first bought a cheap one, then I started noticing these issues. So I bought the expensive Apple one, but it doesn't really help. Um, and yeah, it's very, it's very annoying. It's very frustrating. And it has been driving me absolutely mad. And I've really tried different things. Um, and now I'm trying something new, which is, and you'll probably see this in the videos on social media, I put my mic very, very high up. I, I positioned it in a way that apparently the, the air, when I pronounce certain letters, will like go right under it. <laughs> and I'm also positioning the mic a little bit, like not straight, but a little bit sideways. And I hope that helps. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to apologize for that issue and also just, yeah, let you know that we are aware of this and that we are working on it. Nobody has actually actually mentioned it to me or anything. Um, so I do like to think that 
for hopefully it's not a deal breaker for anyone. Um, but just so you're aware that we definitely noticed it and yeah, I'm very frustrated and I've really been trying to fix it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's some brain surgery getting everything set up <laughs> the perfect way. But like everything's trial and error for us as well, because we're doing this all by ourselves and yeah, we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that was one point. The other point that we wanted to remind everybody of is to keep your eyes peeled uh, for next week when we will be uh, posting on our Instagram at We Are Millennial Musings about our giveaway um, where you can win, win, (laughs) where you can win. (laughs) It's been a long day. Where you can win an exciting voucher that can, I'm sure, will actually that will be very useful to whoever wins it i guess <laughs> yeah you can you can say it <laughs> you can say what it is well they'll see it today on instagram as well right oh yeah we're pre-recording <laughs> <laughs> so what you can win is an ikea voucher Woohoo! <laughs> yes so we just thought like Bloody said last week, what's something everyone could use, a brand most people are okay with and enjoy? And we just thought, why not IKEA? If you are a millennial, you're probably not that young anymore. So you're probably very interested in doing your in decorating your home or adding some new pillows on your bed, or you need a new mattress or whatever. So yeah. Make sure to take part in the in the game. Yeah. Should we explain again what they need to do to enter here as well? Yes, please do okay. do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so all of the information is on our Instagram as well. So you can just have a look there. We we actually recorded an, a video, an actual in-person video. We got together for this. <laughs> so you can see that on uh, our socials. Basically, what you need to do is very simple. The first step is you go to the um, platform where you listen, where you're currently listening to our podcast. Actually, you can do this right now. You can do this whilst you're listening to us. Um, You follow us on that platform and you rate us as well. So you can give stars. Is it stars on Apple and Amazon as well? I guess so. So (laughs) so you rate the podcast um, if you have already done those two things that is fine as well you don't have to do it again or like unfollow and follow you don't have to do that um but then also an important thing is then you go to your instagram and you share us our podcast um so one of your it can be one of your favorite episodes or it can be the podcast in general you share this on your instagram story and you tag us that's very important you tag us so that we can keep track of everyone who has entered yeah perfect thank you and yes so the giveaway will open on the 11th of october and we'll close on the 18th of October just before midnight and then on the 22nd of October the Sunday we will announce the winner so yeah go get that voucher (laughs) yeah so basically you follow us you rate us and you post us on your stories and tag us and if you post us maybe add a little link as well so that people can just go to our episodes immediately with one click that would be great That'd be amazing. (laughs) 
So we've been doing this podcast for about four months now. Um, and yeah, we're like we said before, we're so happy with the reactions that we get and just the messages and everything. Um, and the the amount of listeners and followers as well. It's actually a surprise both of us, I think. Um, so we hope that that you guys like these episodes, that you hopefully can relate to them or at least just connect to to us and to our stories and experiences a bit. Um, and we've actually gotten the question a couple of times if we're currently making money off of this. Um, and so the answer to that is no, not not at this stage at least. Um, but we actually thought, well, if people would potentially want to buy us a coffee or something, then, you know, who are we to say no? So um, we actually came up with this idea. There's like an online tipping jar kind of thing where you basically just buy someone a coffee. Um, and this can be as little as one pound. Of course, everyone knows, especially if you live in London, you don't get coffee <laughs> for one pound. But it can, it can definitely help, you know, everything everything helps so we um we set up an account on buy me a coffee our link is uh buymeacoffee.com/millennialmusings and there you can just make a one off donation or give a one off tip if you want of course there's absolutely no um no obligations or anything you're also not subscribing to anything it's not on a monthly basis or whatever it's literally just you can just donate one pound one time um, or two or three or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you like what we do, then maybe at some point, if you could consider buying us a coffee, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, and your girls need coffee for everything nowadays. So we would really appreciate it. But honestly, don't feel forced. It's just a little a little something on the side. Yeah. So um if you at some point want to, we will be posting the link in our description boxes from now on. So, um, so yeah, I think that's all I needed to say on that. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, in that case, I think we all know what time it is. <laughs> I know what time it is. <laughs> it is time for the Spooky Corner. So, Gladys, today, the film, I, the haunted film set I have brought for you today, well, for all of you, of course, is The Omen from 1976. Um, we all love a creepy child, don't we? Um, but yeah, so the plot, <laughs> the plot, for those who don't know it, it's uh, it's a couple, an American diplomat, his name is Robert, and he has a wife, her name is Catherine, and she is about to go well she is in labor and then she gives birth but unfortunately that child is born dead um and his father robert then decides to not tell that to his wife and exchange the child um with another one which then will be the child they take home uh they name the child damien and yeah, a lot of weird things start happening once Damien entered the family. His first nanny hangs herself on his birthday. There was a priest involved in the whole story that 
dies. The mother is pregnant again and miscarries the child because Damien pushes her off a balcony. And just people around Damien just die. So the dad, Robert, investigates the Damien's background and then realizes, well, he has adopted the Antichrist. Lovely. Um, hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, so annoying. <laughs> um, so... Why do people think the movie is cursed? What are the signs for the curse? So the first one is the lightning strikes. Um, So in September 1975, when they were filming, starting to film The Omen, the lead actor Gregory Peck was flying to London. And during the flight, lightning struck the plane, which is weird, but it's not unheard of. Um, Shortly after, however, executive producer... Uh, Mace Neufeld uh, was struck, was on the plane, and that was struck by lightning as well. He was en route to Los Angeles. So that's twice in the span of only a few weeks. But then the writer, David Seltzer, who was also on a plane, that was struck by lightning. And in addition to all of those lightning strikes, while filming in Rome, um, lightning just about missed striking the producer, Harvey Bernard. So you might say lightning never strike twice, but well, apparently it does four times <laughs> and to different people who literally had only one thing in common and that was filming the omen. So that's a bit eerie, I would say. Is that, that's, that's unbelievable. I've never heard of this. I know, it is wild. I mean, I've heard about a lightning strike on a plane once and that was when Miley Cyrus posted <laughs> Posted it on her Instagram. Well, but it continues with the planes. Um, so they planned filming an action scene, um, but then they had to delay that scene, which is quite normal for a film production. Um, but this delay meant that Peck, who was the producer, I think I just said, was he? It doesn't matter. One of the guys who was also struck by lightning, I think. Anyway, this meant that Peck was not needed on set. So the private jet that the crew was originally going to take to bring Peck and the crew to that place where they wanted to film the action scene wasn't necessary anymore. So the plane was just planned to be flown back or to its next job, wherever it belonged. That was the next day. But then the crew got some news. Um, The plane they actually intended to book hit a flock of birds while it was taking off and crashed and it killed everyone on board. And that alone would be tragic enough. But while the plane was crashing down, a car was driving along the road and got hit by that plane crashing down. So everyone in the car also died. But there's more. (laughs) The people in the car were the wife and the two children of that plane's pilot. What? Yes. Fuck. Oh, my God. It's weird. It's tragic and it's very weird. Um, However, the most, I don't know, irritating (laughs) uh, thing that happened was, at least to me, um, so... Liz Moore, she was the assistant um, of the special effects designer of the film. Um, and she was driving through the Netherlands um, with her partner, well, her work partner, John Richardson. And along the way, they got involved in a really bad, horrifying car accident. But Richardson escaped with just a few injuries. However, Liz Moore was actually decapitated 
by a tire that smashed into their car. And um, it's quite creepy because in the movie there is quite a similar scene um, where the photographer in the movie um, is killed when he's decapitated by a sheet of glass that falls off a construction vehicle, vehicle while it's driving. And... <laughs> In addition to all that creepiness, the accident occurred on Friday the 13th in August of 1976, allegedly, now this is this part is allegedly, by a road sign that indicated it was 666 kilometers away from the town of Omen. <laughs> <laughs> this is some final destination. This Stop. is some final destination shit. It's wild. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, and these are all not only are they dying, but the 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 way they're dying. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what those films all have in common so far, well, those two films, this one and the one from last week, is that they're like from the 70s, end of 70s, 80s. So maybe that was just a wild time, or maybe they were haunted. <laughs> what movie i'm thinking about now well actually i don't know <laughs> i don't know the title but it's it's a horror movie as well probably and it's like I, I can't exactly remember what happened but i think it's a brother in the car with his sister and then the sister is like <gasps> hanging out of the window and she gets decapita decapitated by a sign and what i thought was the absolute wildest thing about this was that the brother literally just drives home parks the car in the garage goes to bed <laughs> And the parents find her the next morning. He didn't even say anything. No, he was in shock, I think. I hope. I mean, I don't know what goes through your mind when something like that happens, but the movie yeah. you're talking about is Hereditary. Hereditary? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a while. I was not expecting that scene watching that movie at all. Like, not <laughs> no. at all. No, they, they weren't either. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> definitely don't. <laughs> That was, oh, that was yeah. I remember watching this and being like, "Did, did this just happen? <laughs> this is so upset." <laughs> it was very upset, very upset. Probably just as upset as the MIDS whole. What do you even say? Questions that we found online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Do you do, are you do, are you doing the first one? So, like I said, I've got like one really long one and then mm -hmm. two short ones. Maybe I'll do a short one. Okay. And then we can swap. Okay. Or do you want me to start because you've just been talking Actually, for me? Actually, yes, you start. I okay. need to breathe. Okay. Yes. So I will tell you my first Am I the Asshole story. And this one is actually... It, it's something that I found quite relatable. Not that I've ever done this, but I could, I, I don't know, I could, I could kind of relate. So the title is, am I the asshole for telling my friend that dating profile has one glaring red flag? So, yeah. So this is a man, a 35-year-old man, and his friend that he's referring to is a 30-year-old woman. So he says... My friend ended her previous relationship shortly before the pandemic began. The pandemic hit her hard and she took a long time to start to feel comfortable venturing out into the world again. 
During the pandemic, because she lived alone, she adopted a cat. She loves the cat. I think it helps. It helped keep her sane when things were really bad. A few months ago, she has decided to go back out into the dating world and she has tried dating apps. At the bottom of her bio, it finishes with the sentence, you will never be as important to me as my cat, so you must be comfortable with coming in second. A lot of her pictures are of her and the cat. She has gotten very low action on the app. And most guys she has matched with have been creeps or broke men who have never dated and live in their mum's basement. No judgment on them, but it's not what she's looking for. I love that he includes this. <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, you do you. <laughs> but yeah, not his friend, I guess. She has expressed her discouragement when we were hanging out the other day. I told her she may want to pull back on the amount of cat stuff and change the closing sentence because it could deter a guy from reaching out. She said it's the truth and she wants any guy to know how much the cat means to her. I said most men are not going to be willing to compete with a cat for her attention and that she's going to have to accept that the amount of prospects are probably smaller because of how she presents her relationship with a cat. She called me an asshole for not supporting her. So am I. Huh. I don't I don't know if he's the asshole. Well, also I noticed I keep saying the American asshole and you keep saying the arsehole. <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> and that is perfectly fine. <laughs> um something for everybody who's listening. Um so I don't know. I don't actually think he is being an asshole for doing that. He's just trying because I can't, I don't know. I mean, I can understand that you feel a lot for your pet and that you that you want to put it in. That's your priority. I can't, I can't actually understand that. But I don't think I would be angry for someone telling me that that could just not be a big turn on. I don't know. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, why I said I thought this was really small. So I have two cats. Um, I love them, honestly, more than anything. <laughs> they are basically my world. And my one of my hinge prompts said something like that as well. Something like, um, well, not not something like this direct, but it said something like, um, the key to my heart or the way to win me over is becoming besties with my cats, which I actually think is... You know, I, I don't think that's, that's too aggressive. Cute. I think it's yeah. cute. Yeah, I think that's cute. So um, I completely get that your pet is important to you. And I also completely get that you want to make that clear because not everyone is into cats. Not everyone is into dogs. Maybe people are severely allergic or something. So that is something, if you know, I will always have cats in my life or whatever, then you want to make that clear. Um I do think, yeah, I don't really think he's the asshole either because I think it is probably true that it comes across a little bit um, aggressive. And if people are the kind of people who are like, you know, I don't mind cats, I don't mind pets, but they also maybe are not on the same level as you when it comes to worshipping your pets, then I can completely understand that that might be a turn off and there is something about but but then on the other hand I was also thinking about some of the profiles that I've seen um because there is something about sometimes people 
people's language on dating apps is almost a little bit threatening in a way. Something something like this as well. Something like, yeah, you have to be okay with coming in second or something. I, I just find that as like a first impression that you get from a person a little bit much. Um, but I have seen men say a lot worse, <laughs> to be honest. I've seen profiles where it's like... Um, when you start a conversation, don't do this and this, do this, and I don't want to text for too long, and or something like, give me your opinion on this now, and if it's a good one, then maybe we'll go out. And it's like, why are you threatening me? I don't know you like this. <laughs> so, so yeah, I complete, I understand, and I completely understand that he says he said it, um, because it probably does come across a little bit aggressive. But I also understand your cat being your entire world. Yeah, I think my summary would be it's totally fine if your cat is your entire world. But maybe it's the wording that was the problem. It's the fact that it was too much in your face. (laughs) And maybe there are. it's just also nice to show some pictures of other things that you do besides cuddling your cat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, But also speaking of things that um, are in your face or on your face, the the biggest (laughs) no-no for me (laughs) um, when it came to online dating was people. So there were so many times where like I saw a profile and it all looked good and it was this good looking gentleman (laughs) and I was like, oh, this looks good. Um, his profile seems nice. He's even cracking a joke or two. And then you scroll down and then there's a picture or a video where he is basically snogging his dog. Where like his dog is licking his face. And that to me is, yeah. <laughs> that I, for me was a no. <laughs> this has just put the worst thing back in my head. Thank you. I watched. I watched a horror movie last weekend that my friend recommended to me without a warning. (laughs) She will know who she is when she listens. Um, The film actually was quite good. It's called Talk To Me, but there's a really vile, vile scene. Like people are pulling their eyes out in that movie. They do a lot of gore stuff, but that scene was vile and it included a dog. And it was, I don't want to spoil anyone. (laughs) It was horrible. There was masturbation. It was disgusting. Oh. It was wild that people put that in the movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I probably would I go on a dating app and see someone having a video kissing their dog? <laughs> yeah, it's a big no-no for me. <laughs> and you like dogs. I don't even like and dogs. I, like that dogs. Much. <laughs> I I am about to get a dog and I have one thing I will never let that dog's tongue touched my mouth. And I'm sorry if some people feel judged out, but that will not happen. Yeah, I'm judging. I'm 100%. I'm not I'm not even going to do that. I don't judge. I'm 100% judging. There yeah. is something so off-putting to me about this. No. 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 Okay. Well, now we're already in the mood. I've got a short one. Okay. Um, it even has... A, it came with a title... And the title is The Bedroom Equalizer. So, I'm just going to get right to it. My boyfriend, 28, me, 25 female, likes to be called daddy in bed while we're being intimate. 
I've obliged. Do you say obliged? 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 Obliged, yes. <laughs> I've obliged this request. I'm still processing the first part. <laughs> okay. I've obliged this request, but it's starting to creep me out, and I've decided I don't want to do it anymore. He's not happy with this and insists it has nothing to do with the connotation of the word. He just simply enjoys hearing me say it. So since he wasn't budging on the issue, I told him I'd like for him to call me grandma in bed as a compromise. (laughs) He didn't like this option and said it was giving him visuals he would prefer not to have. Like, okay, join the fucking club. Anyway, the last time he tried to initiate intimacy with me, I started to refer to myself as grandma in the third person. Do you like when grandma does that? Etc. <laughs> and he flew off the handle. He said I ruined the mood, made him feel gross, and I was being ridiculous. I think I just proved my point, but he thinks I am being an asshole. So, am I the asshole? I am obsessed with this woman. <laughs> love it. I love this so much. Well, Uh, I mean, well, I would say no, first of all, um, because I feel like if you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable. I think um, the daddy thing, it's such a thing. And it, it, it must be a very common thing as well, because there's all these memes nowadays and all the things of like, you know, when there's a dad and a daddy in your contacts in your phone and you text the wrong one or when you when you're having dinner with your family and you say daddy and both of them <laughs> look up and there's there's so many jokes on social media about this and also uh I'm a very avid fan fiction reader and I can never look at the words daddy the same ever again um <laughs> so and I actually no no people who um who call their father daddy and for them oh, yeah. if you if you're older than 10 don't do that honestly and so yeah i've i've heard adults do it and it literally just makes my hair stand up because it's just it sounds so incredibly inappropriate to me because that's literally the meaning that word has to me now um so i kind of have the opposite <laughs> for me for me the word daddy i don't even think i don't even think about the father anymore <laughs> that to me is a sexual thing now um but but then of course also we're not it, like English is not our first language, so we never grew up calling our father daddy. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, but... which I guess, which I think can make a difference. But no, I I know that no, I wouldn't be comfortable either. I think no. I love no. the way she handled it. I really do. And in that uh, Reddit, um, how do you call post? In that Reddit yeah. post, people were voting. And they all decided she's not the asshole. And I found one comment that really made me laugh. (laughs) So someone said, "Um, you should have also said, if you're really good, grandma's going to give you an extra $5 in your birthday card this year. (laughs) Like I said, I love it. It's amazing. (laughs) It's the best way to handle this, I think. Agreed. Speaking of daddies, I also have a daddy-related story. <laughs> Go for it. 
it's and this one is i mean my my stories uh un- unlike last week's stories are very pg now but <laughs> but this one is wild this one is very well she actually says my life has turned into a soap opera recently um so yeah do i say i actually won't even tell you the title because that gives it away so let's just let's just go on this journey uh with me so This is a 24-year-old woman, and she says, I'm the product of my mom having an affair. Fortunately, my dad decided to forgive my mom and keep me, and I had a pretty good upbringing. But I don't really look like the rest of my family. I'm the only redhead, amongst other things. And I did ask questions like, why am I the only one with a specific trait growing up? When I was 17, my mom took me out for ice cream and introduced me to my biological father. She said that she felt I was old old enough to know the truth, and she explained her affair. Um, But she also made me promise that I wouldn't tell my older sister. The sister is 27 today, so in the the present. And um, she hammered home that my biological father would never be part of my life and that he didn't want me. So she says it was a lot, I won't lie, but I learned to suck it up and move on with my life. Fast forward to the present. My big sister has always gravitated (laughs) towards older men. We like to joke that it's the result of too many George Clooney movies growing up. And two months ago, she shared a picture of herself and her new boyfriend. I think at this point, yeah, we all know Mm -hmm. where this is going. Yes. (laughs) To my shock, it turned out to be my biological father. I debated what to do for a couple of days, then ultimately decided she needed the truth. And I told her. My sister did not take it well and she dumped him, but she wasn't angry with me. Honestly, by now she's kind of amused. She says that she, since she banged my dad, she's my mum and she can boss me around. <laughs> the sister has a great sense of humor. <laughs> That's a great comeback. Um, my mum, on the other hand, is furious. She says I divulged something that wasn't my secret to share and that I had no business telling anyone. That since my biological father isn't related to my sister, it didn't matter if he dated her and it wasn't like they were talking marriage anyway. It's been two months and she's still angry. She calls me a traitor and she finds excuses to make comments about how I can't be trusted with anything private or important. At the time, I thought I was doing the right thing, but I've never seen my mum this angry before. Um, So I'm starting to worry. Did I actually do something really shitty? No. Is my clear answer to that. Because so the mom is saying the shitty thing that she did is share this with her sister, right? Yeah. So I think the mom is probably very embarrassed about what happened, the affair, the fact that she has a child with another man. And so she never wanted her other child to find out. Well, I don't think she did anything wrong. If she's close to her sister, she obviously wants to talk to someone about it in general, like even if she wouldn't be banging her daddy (laughs) but um i don't know that would be something i really would want to tell someone if they are doing the deed with my dad like that's weird i think i think the biggest asshole in this story is that fucking dad because he knows exactly who 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 his girlfriend's sister is oh yeah probably some weird some weird fetish yeah, why is he sleeping with his biological daughter's sister? Um, no, if if that was me, um, I would not care one single bit what my mum wanted me to do. I would tell her immediately. 
because yeah. I still think, and of course, yes, it's the it's the mother's life as well, and it's a mistake that the mother made, and they moved past this and and whatever. But it's also that girl's life, like you know, it's her life. So I feel like she can tell whoever she wants, especially if something like this is happening. And yeah. I find it very troubling that the mum is okay with <laughs> with her daughter dating her ex, especially. After she knows what a dickhead her ex is. Like, why would you want your daughter to be with someone like that? What if she gets pregnant? That would make everything really, really awkward. Like, it is already awkward. It is a proper soap opera moment. Like, on point. Yeah, she was not lying when she said her life nope. was a soap opera. <laughs> nope, she was not. No. So this mum is, she has an affair, has a child with someone who wants nothing to do with his child, isn't in her life at all, and then... And then she's just fine having him as a son-in-law. <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> just no. That That's also what most people said, I think, <laughs> in the Good. threads. They're all like, um, your mum has some issues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does. Oh, God. Um, well, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> I you. I've got a longer one, but I would be quite interested in your opinion. So I'm just going to get right into it. And like I said, it's a bit of a longer one, so I might have to take a few deep breaths in between. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So about two years ago, I was at a party with a friend of mine who we will call Josh. Me and Josh were just vibing to the music and chilling when he suddenly spots two girls. The one he was interested in was this pretty was a pretty blonde girl, while the other one was her heavier friend, in quotation marks. That's not to say that her friend was unattractive, just no, just a little noticeably bigger than what would be considered average weight. Anyway, Josh turned to me and urged me to be his wingman by taking one for the team and distracting her friend while he chatted with the blonde. After a little back and forth, I decided to just do it and be a good friend. So we made our way over and made our move, where I would go in first and start chatting with the friend while Josh began flirting with the girl he was interested in. Again, this friend I was talking to was by no means unattractive. I thought she was very sweet, even though I was just talking to her out of obligation. It didn't really matter anyway, because ultimately the girl Josh was into already had a boyfriend and had seemingly brushed him off, with him eventually patting me on the back to signify I didn't have to chat with a friend anymore. So I decided to politely end the conversation, however, not before she asked me for my Instagram, which I decided to give her. I didn't think uh, I didn't really think much of it at the time, and I was certain I probably w- uh, and I was certain I would never see her again. However, a couple of days later, I ran into the same girl in my school's campus store. I didn't recognize her at first, but she seemed to know me immediately. We decided to chat for a bit and I was reminded of her name, Megan. It's just a fake name he gave the girl. Um, anyway, it was really just small talk until Megan suddenly seemed a little awkward. I asked her if everything was all right and she replied that nothing was wrong, but she really wanted to know if I want to go out with her sometime. This actually came as a shock to me as it was the first time a girl had ever made the first move and asked me out. So even though she wasn't usually my type at the time, I said yes. And that was probably the best decision of my life. Me and Megan hit it. Me and Megan really hit it off. And before long, we were in a serious relationship. 
Any qualms I had about her weight were gone immediately after the first time we had sex as I actually found her body to be really soft and comforting. We've been dating for two years. Uh... No, we've been dating for two years now, and I absolutely love you, love her. She's my everything, and I have even been thinking of proposing as soon as we are both done with school. Everything was perfect until last month. Last month, we hosted a small get-together, like a couple's game night, game night. It was here where Josh, who has been my good friend for years now, was pretty drunk and made a joke about how if he had never forced me to take one for the team back then, I would have never found the love of my life. The joke didn't really register to me as negative, and I was also drunk, so I just laughed it off. Megan was cuddled up next to me on the couch and asked what Josh meant by that. I told her nothing, but Josh, being the drunk idiot that he was, elaborated and told her the story about how we met through my perspective at the time. Megan just said, oh, and didn't really react, so I figured she'd be she just brush it off. However, the rest of the night, she seemed kind of distant, distant and even a little sad. Finally, once everyone had left, she let it all out and she started crying. She was essentially in shock because this whole time she thought I approached her because I was interested in her and learning it was because and learning that it was because I was forced to seemed to bring back old insecurity within her. It doesn't help that she's actually gained weight weight since back then, even though I don't have a problem with that and I told her multiple times. I immediately gave her the full story about how I fell for her right after that and I have loved and adored her ever since she seemed reassured and we even cuddled the whole night after that but since that night she's been acting differently it's like she lost her confidence around me she only wears large baggy clothing even though she used to never do that before she refuses to change with me in the room and hardly eats in front of me before I used to before I used to playfully tickle her stomach sometimes and she'd always smile and play along now she seems insecure when I so much as accidentally grace her belly she also refuses to have sex without a shirt on so far i have set her down multiple times explained that her body is incredibly attractive to me and that there's no more no one more beautiful in my eyes than her but it's like she doesn't believe me lately i've been thinking about offering her that's such a random thing to enter as well lately i've been thinking about offering her to come to the gym with me but i'm scared she may be more insecure after that suggestion well i mean how do I get her to believe that I love her no matter what she looks like, that I truly adore her adore her in all aspects? I just want her to be confident in herself again. Am I the asshole slash am I the devil? Is the question. Ooh, okay. It's a biggie, isn't it? <laughs> this, is, this is heartbreaking. I know, it's really Honestly, sad. Yeah, my, my heart breaks for, for Megan because... I I can 100% understand how that must feel because like if you're for whatever reason consider always considered you know the less conventionally attractive friend and it's always that thing of like people talk to your friend and then they like the other friend ends up talking to you yeah exactly because he just needs to keep you busy or um or they just try with your friend first and then if they don't bite then then they will try with you and then finding someone who you think genuinely was attracted to you from the beginning and genuinely wanted you and want to get to know wanted to get to know you to then find out that that was not the case um 
Yeah, I mean, I would I would be I would be so sad as well. <laughs> I would be distraught. Um because it basically just I don't know, of course. And of course that doesn't take away from like what they have now and how he feels about her now, but it would in that moment just make it seem like not like everything was a lie, but just kind of that everything that you thought about that relationship all of a sudden is just different. <laughs> yeah, or just how you thought that guy thinking you just probably had a different picture of him in your head until you find that out i actually read through the comments i didn't really find anything specific just a general consensus of everyone was like basically said telling him that they think this relationship won't last that long uh, after this and i don't know i mean it depends i feel like i mean i think he definitely i think he kind of was the asshole <laughs> in a way. And I don't think he was it now, like in the now when he was writing this, but probably, yes, when he was younger. And what would worry me as the girlfriend is like, if I would have found that out 10 years, 15 years into the relationship, I probably could easier brush it off. But two years, like, that's, stop, that's so fresh still in a way i don't know yes and i think yeah it, it's kind of giving um as well like oh i think she's extremely attractive now because i've gotten to know her yeah but it it is still a little bit yeah it, it does sound like oh the weight was something i just had to kind of see past or like get over or something and yeah. that although i think that's how many people are how many people think I agree. um yeah it's it's not the best especially if and by the sounds of it she does struggle with her self image a little bit um or yeah. has and and has a history um of that so then it, it, yeah again having that that idea that your relationship is built on or started with him genuinely finding you attractive that probably really helped her in a way with that and then that kind of all seems to to yeah. fall apart now I think yeah he did mention in like an add-on um to the story that it wasn't in that because some people commented on it um that it wasn't that they were never making fun of her or anything it was simply just a fine I'll be a wingman kind of situation but I feel like I would like to have a conversation with that person now just to hear what their thoughts are on fat phobia and if they actually started to educate themselves in a certain way as well especially now that they've realized they actually hurt someone <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um yeah so I I don't think he's a bad person <laughs> no. I think he meant well um and I honestly think it's just people being people <laughs> probably yeah. um but I also it's... very much understand that she's hurt so I kind of understand every side in this story yeah it's I mean for him when I said he was kind of an asshole I guess it's also very societal, obviously, especially when you're like, I don't know how old they are when they were still in college. So they probably when they met were 20. So you're pretty much still an idiot. <laughs> and I don't know. I just hope he learned something from it. 
Yeah. And I hope and Megan's I, doing well. I hope Megan's fine. <laughs> I hope my yeah. girl Megan yeah. has has realized that she's gorgeous and that she doesn't need anyone's validation. Exactly. Especially yeah. not Josh's. No. Fucking Josh. <laughs> Josh, well, Josh is such a yeah. It's a J name and you know you know what they say about those? <laughs> I don't. What do they say about those? Oh, that that it's like a a dickhead name like if if you're oh. it, it's yeah there's so many memes about that as well that your friends are like oh if a friend is like oh i met someone new his name's J- no we don't need to hear it <laughs> so I names like it. jason josh like yeah things oh, like that yeah interesting of course i don't know if that's i have many friends whose names start with J. So. yeah but maybe the belgian pronunciation changes it Mm, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. Oh, well. No. Okay. Well, that was a, a longer one and a bit more serious, but I thought I just thought it's interesting. I would like to have a little conversation about it. So thank you for listening. Yes. Um, my next story is also about a couple. Um, but it actually doesn't say I think, or I might have missed it, but I don't know if it's a woman or a man. Um, who posted this story? But I, 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 I do, I do think I'm inclined to think it's probably a man. <laughs> so um, the title is "Am I the asshole for joking that I'm dating the wrong friend?" So <laughs> he says, or they say, I've been with my girlfriend for about six months and we've started hanging out with our groups of people, introducing each other to them, being more official and hanging out with each other's friends. Last night was my turn to meet my girlfriend's friends. She was actually invited to a friend's birthday get together and the friend told her to bring me along as well. So the two of them as a couple go to one of her friend's birthday party. At the event, another girl, Beth, was there as well. She's a friend of the birthday girl, but not of my girlfriend. In fact, my girlfriend doesn't particularly like her. She says she has a habit of bad-mouthing people, and the common friend, the birthday girl, has also implied in the past that Beth has done the same thing to them, to her. So... I think Beth is kind of that one person that for some reason is still around, but everyone kind of agrees that she's kind of a bitch (laughs) and that she (laughs) talks behind people's back. So we were at a restaurant and me and my girlfriend happened to sit across Beth. My girlfriend doesn't do red meat or red wine, so she always opts for white wine and seafood. Okay. Red wine and red meat. She just doesn't like red. Okay. Oh, it's important to the story. So she, so the girlfriend likes white wine and seafood. Yeah. He says, I'm a huge steak and red wine guy. And when Beth ordered the same thing, I joked, oh, I'm dating the wrong friend. I could feel the temperature drop on my girlfriend's side. And when we got home, she lashed lashed at me for saying that. And of all people saying that to Beth, I told her it's not a big deal and it's just a joke. And she said I could have made any other joke, but now Beth will probably talk shit about how her boyfriend likes me, uh, likes her. (laughs) This is confusing. I think this is petty girl drama, but I do feel bad for making her sad. Am I the asshole? Beth seems to be the asshole in this scenario. But so I would be probably, if I know 
if my boyfriend would make a joke like this to a person like Beth, where I know she likes to spread shit and she will now be spreading shit about, oh, he would rather be with me and <laughs> tell that the whole world, I probably would be annoyed, but not at him because I think the joke itself is fine. It's just a... Like, I, I get it why he made the joke. I probably would make a joke like that. It's just a problem that he made it to the wrong person. So I think actually the anger should be put towards Beth, who is now going to take it all out of proportion and make it a really big thing. Hey, I don't think we 100% agree, agree on this Oh, okay. Which is interesting because I would be extremely annoyed, especially because... If if my boyfriend would say that to someone who I have already told him several times that like she says these things and actually nobody really likes her and then he makes that joke with me there knowing that she probably that it, it will make her feel really good and that she oh I would be oh I would be I would not be happy that would definitely be a conversation <laughs> If Kyron would say this about you, if we were all having dinner together and he would say this about you, I would not care one bit. But if he would say this about someone who I had already been telling him for a while, like, yeah, actually, you know, she's, yeah, we don't, we don't really like her. We don't like Beth. Then I expect him to also not like Beth and not make jokes like that. Yes. Hearing that point and knowing myself, like this was rational me speaking. <laughs> Thinking of how I sometimes can react in certain situations, I probably would be more angry about him obviously not having listened to me <laughs> or not acknowledging my problem I have with Beth than actually about making the joke. So we would just have a deeper discussion. <laughs> yeah, um, well, actually, most <gasps> of the responses were all yes you are the asshole because oh. and people some people are actually they felt very strongly because i saw comment comments that were like oh so you start literally like you throw a grenade in this in this friend group and then you call this petty girl drama okay like they they, they tore this guy apart um he also has an edit uh so he posted thank you everyone it was quite a ride going through all the comments <laughs> i've been told by my girlfriend before that my jokes put push it a, quite a bit too much but i didn't think one of my jokes would hurt and make her feel disrespected or i wouldn't have done it i'm taking her out tomorrow to make it up to her seafood and white wine will be on the menu <laughs> that's quite sweet <laughs> that's quite sweet for me i feel like it gives Chandler Bing. It's something Chandler Bing would do. And if he's a bit like Chandler, I could forgive him. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Just see. The Chandler Chandler also kind of relates to the story you told because remember that episode where it turns out that actually Monica <gasps> wanted to sleep with Joey? <laughs> yes. And Ooh. it's like I of course that doesn't take away from what they have now. But it's also like he probably felt very wanted that night and he was like, ooh, she's into me. And then, and then, yeah, I just, it's just one of those things where then you just start questioning everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have one more. It's not too long. It's, well, it's actually quite short. Okay. Um, I think we still have some time. So, yeah, I'll just do that. Um, I'm going to say the title because, well, it gets right into it anyway. And I like the title. So, this one's called 
a girlfriend who dared to menstruate. So, my boyfriend, 28 male, me, 24 female, is really protective over his furniture. I assume it's because they're all white. This really shows when I'm on my period. My boyfriend does humiliating things, like placing sheets on all of the chairs and lounges. I feel like if I were to leak, I'd just leak through the sheets anyway. <laughs> um, and he makes me sleep in the guest bedroom on the first two days of my period, my heaviest days. And then he even asks me about when was the last time you changed your tampon? I am a grown woman who has had a period since the age of 12. I do not need somebody to remind me to change a tampon. Also, this is just a sign up for me. Definitely not a guy. Anyway. No. <laughs> absolutely not. Where does he get the nerve? I do not know. I, I've um, already made, made up my opinion. <laughs> so when he does this, I just feel embarrassed and it gives me the vibe that he cares more about materialistic objects than me. I'm not even allowed to cuddle him cuddle him during my period he acts like i'm just gushing like a waterfall or something i started my period yesterday and as expected the sheets come out i decide to put my foot down and i take all of the sheets off the furniture which got my boyfriend irritated to which i told him that he needs to stop treating me like a leaking juice box he's saying that i have no right to prevent him from keeping his expensive furniture clean and that i'm the one acting like a jerk jerk I need to know, am I the asshole? <laughs> um, okay, she needs to dump him immediately. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Why god, is he, he acting like she has some kind of contagious disease <laughs> during her periods? I don't know. If this guy would not be able to handle me for... Oh my like god! You all. and your you and your we need to we need to do a special on your period. Oh yes, um, yeah, he's a jerk. I would have, knowing me, I am a petty person, <laughs> and I don't know what I would have done <laughs> with his furniture when I was on my period. <laughs> this is TMI. <laughs> this is too much. But honestly. I am petty like this, especially about my period. You better respect my fucking period because it hurts as hell. He makes her sleep in the guest room? Yeah. What? And also, yes, how condescending to be like, uh, when did you change your tampon? Excuse me? What? Like, no, it's, it's, it's probably she's, she, she's probably been having her period for, I don't know, 15 plus years. Like, who are you? <laughs> it's horrible he's disgusting he needs to be wrapped in a sheet and put out well <laughs> yeah, that sounded like you have to kill him I just wanted to put the sheets <laughs> into the story that, that will ruin his fucking furniture <laughs> <laughs> oh or maybe I would have just I guess I just tried to come up with ways that would have really annoyed him I probably would have just when I'm not on my period eaten a really big bar of chocolate on that couch yeah Definitely. <laughs> I know. I would have been very petty as well. Oh, God. That is so, this is so childish as well from this guy. I mean, he that needs, man to, he needs, needs to, grow to grow up. up. Yeah. He needs to grow up. Definitely. But also, why would you want every piece of furniture? And that's just a taste thing. But why would you want every piece of furniture to be white? You can't live in there in general. Like, you can't do anything. And menstruating is the last thing that will ruin it. <laughs> 
if you just live mm-hmm. on the white sofa. You can't wear jeans because that will give a blue stain. You can't eat anything. You can't wipe your nose. I mean, that girl probably, maybe where she wears makeup, like that would go everywhere. My makeup goes everywhere and we don't have white furniture. <sighs> yeah, if I had white furniture, <laughs> no. <laughs> you basically cannot have fun if all of your house is white. That's yeah. my opinion. <laughs> I know. Well, he doesn't sound really fun anyway. So. No, he does not. If you can, if you have the energy to cover up your furniture when your girlfriend comes over, you're not fun person. No. So I we hope, say, wait, wait, what did he say? Placing sheets on all the chairs and lounges. Okay, so I guess it was bed sheets or something. Because if that would have been plastic, I would have told the girl to run. Yeah, but then exactly what's a sheet going to do if she has if she's on her period and he's afraid of leaking? Like it, it, you know, like a yeah. bed sheet is not going to change that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was my last one. Okay. We all have people who who are not the assholes. <laughs> not really. Yeah. It seems to be. Yeah. Do you have another one? Okay, so I have one more, and it is actually a first date story. So it is, it is relevant to uh, our previous episode. So I'll just, I'll just do that one. It's short and sweet. Well, it's not sweet. <laughs> it's short. Um, the title is "Am I the asshole for not paying for my date?" So this is a twenty-six-year-old man who says, "Me and Kyla, a twenty-four-year-old woman, matched on a dating app." We messaged a few times, but nothing really happened. A couple months later, we see each other at a mutual friend's wedding. We talk for most of the night and we have a great time. I asked for Kyla's number from our I asked for Kyla's number from our mutual friend. We texted for a few weeks and eventually we made plans to meet. We had plans to meet for drinks and she cancelled last minute. Basically, 10 minutes before we were set to meet for dinner, she told me something came up and she can't make it. I tell her it's fine and she starts taking longer to text. She is short and she seems less engaged. Eventually, Kyla quits responding and I move on. A week later, she calls to apologize and she asks if we can meet up again. I agree, but only because my friends convinced me. The date comes and it starts off rocky. Kyla showed up late saying traffic was bad and she then continued to part to bring up her past relationships constantly. It made me uncomfortable. She did apologize for canceling the first date saying she was nervous. She also had multiple drinks and a shot. I only had two drinks. She was on her phone, not the whole date, but enough for me to notice. Things weren't going well and the conversation was very stiff. When the bill came, she asked how we were going to do it. And I said, well, we split it. Kyla looks at me and she says, I didn't actually bring my wallet. At this point, I'm just done. And I say, I'm sorry, but I'm not paying. And I don't think this is working out. I paid my bill and I left while Kyla sat there. My friend's wife called me that night, yelling at me, calling me an asshole. I guess Kyla's sister had to come and bring her money. (laughs) I've been called an asshole by some people in my friend group. So am I? I think... um, First of all, she's being rude. Why would you go on a date if you're obviously not interested? If that is how you act when you're interested, you're a horrible person. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Um, don't waste anyone's time. Um, and I agree. I wouldn't want to have paid anything for her, especially if she had so much more than me. And we are in cozy lives. Like we have a cost of living crisis over here. I'm not going to pay anything for someone who's not valuing my um, energy that I'm giving them. Um, about just leaving though, I mean, it's a bit mean, but I kind of vibe it. <laughs> But then also, I'm not the nicest person. So. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that that's the thing, I guess, that he knows she doesn't have money to pay. But then again, why are you going on a date? Because it kind of sounds like, and of course we don't know, but it sounds like she didn't bring her wallet because she kind of assumed that he would probably pay anyway, which then I think is a good lesson. <laughs> yes, agreed. If she really did it on purpose, I think it's a good lesson for her to learn. If she just really forgot it and then was just stranded there. I mean, she could have ran out of battery or something and that would have been really stupid because what are you meant to do? I mean, you can ask someone, but then I don't know any phone number by heart. Like I couldn't call anyone except the police. Um... So I guess it's a bit of an asshole move, but I get why. <laughs> me too. Me too. I get why. Yeah. But then also that made me think of um, the whole thing, you know, especially when a man and a woman go on a date and then this idea that people, many people actually still have, I think, that um, the man is supposed to pay. Um, and then also in a relationship or during the dating if it goes on for a bit longer that if anything the guy is supposed to pay for more stuff um which then i guess a reason for that could can be or a way that you can kind of explain that can be that often men make more money than women yeah. um so from a so because i feel like even from a feminist perspective i feel like many women feel that way that they that they're like yeah but men men earn more than us so as long as we don't get paid equally why should we have to pay the same but I personally have never I've never I've never really understood why on a first date or or whatever the man should pay I mean you know apart from well maybe maybe in the 50s or something when literally men women never worked or whatever but yeah I don't know I just never just never really got that for me it's always just like no I I'll pay the first time and then you'll pay the next time and yeah I actually on every date I've ever been just said we're gonna split it I'm like a bill splitter um yeah but for some people that's really and, and I, I think also maybe culturally like some countries are because it is called going Dutch <laughs> splitting a bill Oh, but yeah. it's like why 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 is it a specific thing? Dutch thing. It's like a term, you know, like <laughs> ooh, sh ooh, shall we go? Shall we go international <laughs> and do the the thing Dutch people do, which is pay for their own stuff? I mean, um, I don't know, it's weird. There are several reasons I want to pay for my own stuff. Let's say we go for food. I don't want to have to think, oh, I'm gonna have the smallest meal because I don't want the other person to have to pay. No, I want to order whatever I want to order. <laughs> and if it's more, I'm fine with paying for my stuff. Um, but then I talked to some guys and I've been, they told me that when they go on a first date, 
they want the girl to at least offer that they're going to split the bill or are going to pay. And then they don't actually mind paying for it. And if they like someone, they feel like really happy about paying the stuff. Um, they want to do something nice, but they kind of expect now. Well, the guys I talk to are like, I want to at least see that they want to do it in a way, which I think is fair enough. Like, that is fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wait, were you the one who told me this? I don't know. Recently, someone told me this story of um, a guy and a girl who went on a date, and then at some point, um, he do you mean the one date with the spaghetti and the, the the swim going swimming? No, no, oh. <laughs> no. It was it was a, they were they were on a date, and at some I honestly have no idea who told me this, but I. I know someone did. <laughs> it was like a friend of a friend or an acquaintance of a friend. And um, at some point, the guy says something like, um, yeah, just so you know, we're splitting the bill or like we're, we're paying for our own stuff. And the woman was kind of like, um, yeah, yes, like obviously I wasn't really expecting anything else. And then the, the man goes, yeah, because I only pay for women when they're worth it. Like you need to, you need to show to me, you need to show me that you're worth me paying for the dates. Goodbye. There's nothing to pay. I'm off. <laughs> some people, some Ugh. people really have some have some nerve. <laughs> oh my god, gross. Well, I guess this was our first millennial mess episode. Um, or like, yeah, our am I the asshole questions. Um, but because we are still within the dating theme and because last time we actually skipped the recommendations, we've got some recommendations for you all today. Um, should I just start? Okay, so my recommendations are three movies, um, three older movies, like not all in the sense of 70s, but like... 2010s and maybe yeah around that time so the first one the first two are actually two drew barrymore movies it's obviously 51st dates because well it's 51st dates and i'm sure everyone knows it um but it's just nice to rewatch some golden oldies and then the other one is going the distance it's also with drew barrymore and it's about her dating starting to date a guy and then she has to move away and this that like a whole long distance thing. It's just an easy peasy rom-com. And then another one of my comfort movies is Crazy Stupid Love because, well, I just think it shows all kinds of aspects of dating, appropriateness, inappropriateness, um, being sad and heartbroken and you can see Ryan Gosling. So what's not to like? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually only watched Fifty First Dates of these three. I think. Oh, you should watch Crazy Stupid Love. It's quite fun. And then the Going the Distance ones is literally just a you want to lie in bed and not think and maybe fall asleep a little bit. Um, but Crazy Stupid Love, I actually kind of like. Oh, okay, okay, it's going on my list. Yeah. Great. Um, well, I also have some books. Um, the first one is what should we start with? <laughs> um, oh, Pretending by Holly Bourne. So this is a book um, about a woman, a young woman who is dating um, 
but she it's it's not really working out for her. She can't really get past date five. And um, well, basically, she starts inventing another persona, kind of like an an alter ego that is very good with dates and um every everything works out for her and she's just a lot more fun and a lot more more smooth um and then yeah then she starts dating this guy who absolutely has no idea that they are the same person so that is one um that i really liked because i think it kind of just plays really well into what we what we've discussed in episodes as well that that idea that you have to be a certain way or that there are certain rules when you date or that you have to be smooth or that you need to have everything together or whatever when I think most of us don't always feel that way. <laughs> then um, actually something that you reminded me of, uh, Alain de Botton, I think, is that, is that how you pronounce his name? I guess so. I think so. Um, yeah. yeah, The Course of Love, um, which is a very, very nice little, like it's not, it's not a big book. It's... Um, it's quite thin. Uh, you can read it in, I don't know, two days or something. <laughs> and it's uh, basically just a realistic view on love. Um, he has also done different essays in like other books I've read and everything. And yeah, his whole thing is about, okay, what does life look like after the so-called happy ending? And yeah, what is it? just a realistic view on relationships, which also we addressed last time. Yeah. And which at some point we will have as a theme as well. We will. Yes, we will. <laughs> so, yeah, that is another one. And then there is also Eat Gay Love by Callum McSwiggan, which uh, I'm sure you can kind of imagine what this is about because the, the title is very similar to another famous title so Callum this is actually a uh, non-fiction so this is kind of like his memoir so he um and I remember that I I posted about this book and he messaged me <laughs> I was so, I was so happy what did he say what did he message I, you he messaged me and he said that he was having a really bad day and that my just my kind of review um just really made him happy and that he really enjoys that he's just really happy that I liked it Oh, see, it's so nice. It matters to react to creators, writers, actors, even though, even if they're famous or if they're small like us, we're always happy. <laughs> I know, I know. It is so nice. And it can really, it can really make someone's day. So that was such a nice interaction. So basically, um, he gets broken up with, uh, He he's from the UK, he gets broken up with and he decides, okay, I'm just literally gonna buy a one-way ticket somewhere i think he starts in italy and then he lives in india for a while he goes to germany um and yeah he kind of goes through all of these experiences he dates over there as well what i also really loved was that it is a love letter to um the queer community and to the experience as a gay man but it also doesn't shy away from some of the issues for example like issues around consent in the lgbtqia plus community um and i i really liked that as well i think it was a very raw story um and he just shared his experiences in a very beautiful way and actually um i remember thinking that this was kind of like 
So I picked this book up because I think because Hannah Hannah Witten probably because they're good friends. Like they went on a trip together. Oh, isn't he also friends with Melanie Murphy? I think they've done a few yes. videos together. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they once they posted on so on their socials that they they at some point went on a trip like the three of them with I think Melanie's baby at some point or something. Aww. Yeah. Um and I think probably because Hannah promoted it um that I picked it up and I honestly thought okay this will just be like a nice summer read just like you know just a just a nice story. Um I was crying towards the end of the first chapter <laughs> the one that's set in Italy. I I was already just yeah, he he just already had me. I was I was in tears. Uh, I thought Aww. it was beaut it was beautiful. Um, so I would definitely recommend it. Definitely. And yeah, that's that's it. That's it. And well, the only advice I guess we would have is don't be an asshole. And yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. This was fun. Um, I want some, I want, I want some asshole stories as well though next time <laughs> i oh, need to yeah. look for i need to look for some some stories that are clearly but then i also don't want stories where it's very i don't know where it's very obvious i want stories that we can discuss a little bit yeah maybe mainly stories where we can discuss but every now and again we can just if some story is just really shocking makes a good has a good plot we can still share it <laughs> yeah true yeah <laughs> Okay, so before we wrap up, as always, we wanted to say thank you to all of you who made it to the end of the episode, and we do hope you enjoyed it. And I don't know if you had something you could relate to because it was mainly about as holy situations, <laughs> but <laughs> remember, the journey doesn't end here, and we will be back next week with a brand new episode and a brand new... No! Will it... And a brand new theme. Yes. <laughs> we will be back with a brand new episode and a brand new theme. I will leave it in. <laughs> but the best part is that we also want to hear from you because maybe you have some Am I the Asshole stories or just some fun stories in general. <clears throat> we know that everyone has their own experiences and stories to share. So don't be shy. Share them connect with us on instagram or on tiktok and share your own musings funny moments and not so glorious times of being a millennial also enter our giveaway and if you want if you feel like it you can buy us a coffee yes we love some coffee <laughs> so until next week stay curious and keep those stories coming because it's fun bye bye